And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our text today will be from the book of Luke, chapter 7, beginning at verse 36. We'll go through chapter 8 and verse 3. We'll see that she could not hide. The sinful woman trusted Christ, and he saved her. Now she wanted to express her love to him. You know, true faith cannot be hidden, and true faith shows itself in love and worship. Simon the Pharisee was blind. He could not even see himself, the Lord, or the woman. He was an empty shell. He had no idea the debt that he owed. As we move into Luke chapter 8, we'll be reading about a multitude hearing him. Jesus was not impressed by the crowds that followed him, for he knew the spiritual condition of their hearts. The parable of the sower helps us examine our hearts to see how we respond to the word. But it's not enough to hear the word. We must also obey it and trust it when the time of testing comes. And of course, the time of testing will surely come. What parallels do we find in Scripture with the Israelites of the uh, biblical days and our country today? Ron Mel, in his book, Right With God, he says, When God says, Heed my word, we need to remember that he has watched countless people walk across this planet. He has watched the pain and trouble that have come from every violation of his commands. How could a loving God do less than warn us? How could he do less than set his protective fences down across the landscape of our lives and urge us to walk safely within them? The Ten Commandments are those fences to keep us safe. Back in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 19, the word says, If you forget the Lord your God and follow other gods, worshiping and bowing down to them, you will certainly be destroyed. We may think God exists to bless America. We, of course, are familiar with the song, God Bless America. The bumper stickers that say, God Bless America. Our president always finishes speeches, well, very often anyway, with God Bless America. We may think God exists to bless America, but according to Scripture, according to the one who has watched countries and nations and kingdoms rise and fall, America exists to bless God. Perhaps we should have a bumper sticker that we would circulate that would say, not God bless America, but America bless God. Well, with that, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. March 27th, Luke chapter 7, verse 36, through chapter 8, verse 3. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to come to his home for a meal. So Jesus accepted the invitation and sat down to eat. A certain immoral woman heard he was there and brought a beautiful jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee, who was the host, saw what was happening and who the woman was, he said to himself, This proves that Jesus is no prophet. If God had really sent him... He would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus spoke up and answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. All right, teacher, Simon replied. Go ahead. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people. 
500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss of greeting, but she has kissed my feet again and again from the time I first came in. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who does this man think he is, going around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Not long afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby cities and villages to announce the good news concerning the kingdom of God. He took his twelve disciples with him, along with some women he had healed and from whom he had cast out evil spirits. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Why cry? Why cry? In an effort to answer that question, why seemingly waste your tears or waste your power, I want to read 1 Corinthians 13. In fact, I'm just going to read verse 7 in the New Living Translation. Because it's here. See, 1 Corinthians 13 is about us loving. But y'all understand, the word love there in 1 Corinthians 13 is the word agape, which of course is love that only originates in God. So actually, 1 Corinthians is first and foremost about you understanding how God loves. By the way, you, you don't know how to love until you understand His love. Listen to God's love. This is what God's love is all about. You can go back and read the whole chapter. I highly recommend it. And then after you read the whole chapter, read the whole book. And then I recommend the whole New Testament. And while you're doing that, you might as well include the Old Testament before you know it. You read the whole book. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. First Corinthians 13, 7. It says, love never gives up. Never loses faith. You know what that word is? Agape. Unconditional God kind of love never gives up. God kind of love never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Do you know why Jesus cried? you know why Jesus healed the harmful and served the selfish? Because of His love. And people, and the exterior, and circumstances cannot change God's love. See, God, God endures with people. Even the faithless and the selfish. To the very end, man must make a decision. 
That is the gospel we preach. But until a decision is made and a soul passes into eternity, God's love is available to all. Why does he weep? Because though he knows the future, the pain in the present is real. And his love moves him to weep with those that weep. To heal the broken and the hurting. Don't waste your love, Jesus. It's not wasted for God. In fact, it should be noted, God can waste nothing. God cannot do anything that is inconsistent with his character. And nothing about God's character is wasteful. God is faithful. God is purposeful. So everything God does is on purpose. It's not on accident. It's not an oversight. It was intentional. He cried on purpose. He healed the selfish and the, 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 the unholy and the wicked and the evil. He healed them on purpose to demonstrate his scandalous love. It never ceases to amaze me to run into someone who has decided to follow Jesus and yet they question his love and his desire to do them good. Friends, I got, a, I got news for you. God does good for even those that do not believe. How much more for them that believe? (laughs) God must function in consistency with his character and who he is. Physically, he is in no condition to heal a bunch of sick people when he goes to get some time alone. John the Baptist has just got his head cut off and Jesus realizes the time is coming closer. The end is near. He's grieving and he's hurting. But when he sees the people, he doesn't put them in categories, does he? He just sees people. He doesn't even consider the potential. He doesn't consider. He overlooks their past. He overlooks their future. And the the love within God causes him to obsess over their today and their right now. And he says, I gotta help them. There's a quiet place that gives me peace when I'm alone with you. There's a hiding place Your spirit's always there when I'm confused So 
like a desert here. 